Tonight's Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas, back from lovely Oxnard, California. And just in time for the start of high school football practice, and uh, I saw Curtis Quillen up early this morning, Channel 6. He was making his way to some of the various practices. We want to encourage all our coaches, get those practices knocked out either really early, really late. Let's keep the kids out of the heat. Now, Curtis, uh, I understand this was quite an undertaking. You had to, um, you had you and your staff, and boy, your staff, and you have to introduce. By the way, I think you have a third staff member, uh, perhaps um, uh, that that I'm excited to meet. But y'all accounted for what 21 different practices today. Is that correct? So I did a recount after I texted you that, Matt. It was 19, so still a lot, but not as many as I had thought. Right. Um, we hit, at, including the evening runs, which both Matt and Nicole are on right now. Nicole Sheeran, our new hybrid reporter, and she'll do news and sports here at Channel 6 and uh, be a huge part of our high school football and our UMHB and our Baylor coverage. Uh, she, uh, The two of them are out on their evening runs right now. I have to anchor, so I am in the office and – the three of us will combine for 19 practices today. Wow, that is, and, and uh, welcome to Nicole, by the way. And uh, let's make sure people don't just start automatically uh, start calling her Nikki, right? I mean, you could see you could see <laughs> something like that happening. Um, okay, so what? Tell me what you're going to put your eyes on today. I mean, the sports director is a man who likes to stay in the AC put on a suit, be the anchor that he's supposed to be, but you also still like to get out in the field. What will you? Uh, what did you start out with this morning, and what will you personally put your eyes on uh, today? So this morning I went to Troy Rogers, Bartlett, and Central Texas Christian School, um, and I think that there's some really interesting storylines for the high, coming high school football season at those stops. Uh, our first pigskin previews tonight at 6 and 10, uh, will be midway and reigning for a Division One state champion, China Spring. Uh, obviously, the storylines there uh, that I'm most curious about are how does Midway try to bounce back from a really rough year in Shane Anderson's first year there at Midway? Uh, I, the new district obviously helps a little, but you know, getting getting a year in the system helps as well. And so, how do the Panthers handle that? And then, how is China Spring adapting to a new? head coach to Tyler Beatty getting promoted into the big chair. Obviously they're familiar with him there on the staff, but the head coaches are very different role. Um, and so how, how do the Cougars handle the expectations and the new district with both reigning four a state champs in the same district with the other local reigning state champ uh, op- as their season opener. And so that, that's what we're previewing today. Uh, I will pull the curtain back a little bit. We're going to preview Lorena and Colleen Chaparral tomorrow. And so for me, it's, you know, how does Chaparral look to build a program uh, with playing varsity football right away? You know, Lake Belton had two years after it opened its doors before it played UIL football uh, this coming fall. And then Academy. I'm headed to Academy tomorrow morning, and I want to see what the Bumblebees have going because, you know, they've been very young the last two years with Chris Lancaster as their their new head coach and uh he's still got them into the playoffs both times and so what's the expectation now that he's got you know someone other than sophomores 
or uh, you know some kids that aren't sophomores there on the offensive line. And so I'm very I'm I'm very curious about those um, and pulling. The, but we, we're going to do two schools a night, uh, six and ten o'clock, and uh, we'll hear from coaches at six o'clock, and we'll hear from the players at ten pre- until you know it's time to start previewing our first game of the week. Well, it'll be here before you know it, and um, uh, I, it, it's it's going to happen. What well, I'm just kind of curious, Curtis Quillen, uh, Channel Six Sports Director. I noticed you made some comment. Maybe it was when your Bartlett meant that the numbers look good out there. You know, at smaller schools, boy, you really have to see year after year. Okay, how many are we going to have? I've even covered. I've been to some games in the past uh, year, Class 6A, where players are having to go both ways because they just don't have Mm -hmm. the numbers that other schools have. What are you sensing from just your first few stops as far as the turnout and the excitement uh, in some of these programs? The turnout at at Troy and Rogers is the same as I've seen it for years past, and I think that speaks to the culture in both programs there. And I think that, you know, that says a lot about Troy ISD, given the change that they've had uh, with Steven Hermsmeyer coming in and taking over when Ronnie Porter decided to step away from coaching and, and go be a dad and go be a husband. And so um, I think that says a lot about the culture there. Uh, talking to Brian Cosma this morning at Bartlett practice, uh, he told me they're expecting to have about 40 kids come out when it's all said and done. Obviously you still have some that, aren't there in practice yet for, you know, what, what's the thing that coaches always uh, get stressed out about in, in early August? It's kids not having their physicals done. And so you, you're obviously going to have a few that don't have physicals done. You're going to have a few that have X, Y, or Z come up and can't come to the first couple days of practice. But he's expecting to have 40 kids come out there in Bartlett, which would be probably close to – it, it'll be it'll be approaching the number of boys enrolled in the school when you look at the UIL enrollment numbers, and so that is a huge testament to what Cosma has going there um, in Bartlett, and they've improved every year. The win totals may not reflect it, but if you go watch the product on the field, they're not the same team they were when Cosma was hired a week and a half before practice started in 2019. And then you look at Central Texas Christian School, and they have a veteran bunch you know they have that they have a sour taste in their mouth at ctcs after seven fumbles in a playoff game a year ago and they're looking to get back into the playoffs and win a playoff game again uh this is a school that's only won two playoff games since uh moving up to 11 man uh, about 10 12 years ago and both of those came in the 2020 playoff run where they uh wound up clashing with uh with bishop Riker in the regional final in taps as Riker uh, made its run to a state championship game. So lots of, uh, of buzz and, you know, really good numbers at those small schools, like you said, like Bartlett and Central Texas Christian. Uh, CTCS's Leith Johnston was telling me this morning, they're in his second year as the head coach, they had about 30 kids show up to every day of summer workouts. Wow. And when you only have about 30 kids on the roster, 30 to 40 kids on the roster, that's a lot. So – there's uh there's some good stuff happening in the small schools here in Bell County and uh you know we'll see we'll see what the numbers look like at some of these other small schools that have had these types of problems in the last few years. 
You know, I love, you know, some of these coaching angles are good. And talking to Curtis Quillen, like Tom Westerberg is going to be out there at uh, uh, Salado. Alan Hare leaving Salado to go over. You were just talking about Colleen. I mean, opening new schools. There's some great storylines out there. And so I love that uh, you and the crew, and we got Nicole right in the action. And uh, uh, this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun to, to watch how y'all uh, – you know, uh, encounter all this. By the way, another uh, story today in college football, uh, Curtis, Brett Yormark, it's his official first day on the job. And I thought that was interesting. When I was out in Oxnard, California with the Cowboys, how about the the Pac-12 commissioner, Klavikoff, George Klavikoff, just coming out and uh, torpedoing the Big 12. It's like, let's not go after the group who took two of your signature schools and put you into chaos. Let's open up our, our let's go after Brett Yarmark in the Big 12. Brett, Brett Yarmark hasn't even really shown up at the league office yet, and he turned his sights right there on the Big 12. What was your initial takeaway when you saw those comments from the Pac-12 commissioner? I thought it was quite strange, you know, seeing George Klavkov blaming the, the, you know, blaming all of that on the Big 12. The Big 12 did not poach your two cash cows. The Big 12, like you went and raided the Big 12 10 years ago when all of this happened. So uh, not necessarily Klavkov as a human being, but, you know, his employer, the Pac-12 conference. And so sitting there and blaming the Big 12 for what the Pac-12 is going through right now just I don't understand it. And so I understand that, you know, sometimes you got to play the game, and, but I don't understand what game he's playing whenever he does this. And so uh, seeing that he's coming after your mark in the big 12, the way he did, and he, don't get me wrong. I had some thoughts on your marks introductory press conference. I thought it was quite scripted, but he seems uh, cognizant and he seems like he's got the right head. he's in the right headspace for where college athletics is headed. And I think that says a lot, but to see Klyavkov's comments makes me wonder what's going on in the PAC 12 office uh, that we're going to come after the big 12. I mean, the big 12 is operating from a position of strength, given the fact that it has figured out what its next move is. The PAC 12 is still working towards that. Both of these conferences were blindsided whenever they lost their cash cows you know, in the Big 12, that's Texas and Oklahoma. And out there, it's the two L.A. schools who decided that California is actually in the Midwest. And uh, it just doesn't – I think there are better ways he could have handled it and delivered the same message of strength um, in the conference. And so I I have some questions. I thought that it was – in a funny kind of cynical humor way – I thought that it would be really kind of ironic if the next day to like the four the the four corner schools announced they were joining the Big Twelve. <laughs> that didn't happen, like, though, obviously. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, Curtis Quillen joining us from Channel Six, the sports director, a man who, um, well, you know, chilling with Quillen. We do it on Fridays, but um, Curtis got married. He went on a honeymoon. And then he's been he's been dealing with it. He's had a lot on his plate, so we kind of gave him a little bit of a sabbatical. Uh, Curtis, how is the um, the married life treating you? Are you? Um, are, are I mean, have you settled into it nicely? 
Uh, married life has been the same as pre-married life. I've been told that's a good thing too. Uh, nothing's really changed for us. Um, it was uh, it was nice whenever she got home because uh, when we got back from our honeymoon, she went to, she stayed behind in Pflugerville for a few days to sell a bunch of our wedding decorations that we don't need anymore. Um, and it's a lot easier to sell those in Greater Austin than it is in Temple. And so uh, it's it's been good though. Um, you know, we've been just trying to keep it keep pushing along. Uh, football starts today. She goes back to school tomorrow. So. Uh, you know, now we're really getting into the grind of it and, uh, hopefully it continues to stay the same as before. And, you know, uh, I had, a a coach ask me at Waco Trib Media Days that, that same question last week. I said, well, it was the same as before. So I don't know if that's good or bad. And they said, that sounds like a good thing. So, so far, <laughs> that's right. So far, so good. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what football season brings along because in what, three, four weeks, we've got, uh, We've got the start of the Baylor season, and that's when uh, that's when the real stress begins. Yeah, because your Friday nights and then, of course, your Saturdays will be uh, uh, will be accounted for uh, at a lot of times. So, uh, but yeah, she's she's had a chance to kind of get to know you and get to know your schedule. So I think uh, I think everything will be okay. Any thoughts, uh, Curtis, on this uh, on this Deshaun Watson? Um, news that came down today. I, I think it was a lighter punishment than obviously the NFL wanted. In this ruling, the arbitrator, the, the uh, former federal judge, said that the NFL was seeking an entire season and a postseason was what they wanted to suspend Deshaun Watson. Uh, her ruling came down to only six games and no fine. Is this um, did this one catch you by surprise? It did. I was also expecting something closer to a full uh, season. What I think happened here is that the former federal judge, that you know Sue Robinson, who did hand down this ruling, I think it said there's no precedent here to provide guidance because when I was reading through. Uh, the snippets of the report that had come down from the national uh, outlets covering the NFL, it seemed like it was a matter of, okay, there is a high volume of allegations here, but two grand juries didn't fail to indict, but there's still lawsuits pending that he's settling on. But then, you know, the NFL stipulates there's a difference between violent and nonviolent. And so, to me, without a, without getting it too deep into it, it says that there's not a precedent for her to go off of. So, where do you draw you know where do you draw the line on that? And th- it's harder for a judge to answer that question because you know the, the judges and the, the legal system works in the black and white, and life is lived in the gray. To me, um, but six games seems like given the sheer volume but then you have to remember there are no indict there there are two grand juries have failed to indict him in the state of texas does that mean that you know there isn't some validity to this and is there is it interesting that the clause was in there that they can only use that he he should only use cleveland brown's massage therapist I, i think there's some really interesting things in there that say that maybe it should have been more um 
but it, that's not for me to decide. I yeah. thought it was interesting. I think it did catch my eye uh, uh, quite a bit, and I think it's going to be something that's going to be talked about for, for a while moving forward. And I don't know if the precedent that it's setting, because it is truly a precedent setter for NFL discipline on these matters, because it ha- there wasn't one established for this judge to go off of in yeah. handling this discipline for the league. And so I, I'm curious to see what happens moving forward uh, with this case. But six games, to sum it up, yeah, that was a little lighter than I was expecting to see. Yeah, and uh, it seemed to be the the uh, the, the aspect where it was uh, non uh, nonviolent sexual conduct played some role in the punishment. That seemed to be an important thing with the judge. Although you know, I I, I don't know. That's uh, when you think about the victims and you think about everything that's uh, that's gone into this. It just uh, I I can understand why the NFL was trying to send a message. And it does not look like it will be able to, although the NFL can now appeal this. All right, Curtis, it's good to visit with you. I saw all those tweets this morning. I got excited about the start of high school football out there, and I knew you guys would be right in the middle of it. Thank you for coming on, and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Sounds good, Matt. We'll talk soon. Curtis Quillen of Channel 6 fame, the sports director at Channel 6, and they accounted for 19 uh, uh, practices today. Nicole Sheeran, Matt Lively, and uh, and Curtis Quillen, and of course our, the rest of our our TV friends were had this thing canvassed today, and they were uh, out there. I'm sure Jack was lugging a camera around. Darby, Chris, the whole gang was out there uh, doing some great work on that front. Eric, uh, and uh, so anyway, good good folks, and uh, always great to check in with our people. Uh, out in the field all right next it is time for campus confidential what does mr 